Good morning, everyone. Happy morning sense to you. It is Wednesday, 420, 2022. I apologize. Yesterday I was extra sleepy and I said it was February, but uh, today I'm pretty positive is Wednesday, April 20th, 2022. Uh, let's check in on the markets while we kind of have it. The markets now are up slightly. We have... Um, the S&P up 0.5%, the NASDAQ up 0.4%, which is something to behold after we have uh, a roaring rally in the NASDAQ and S&P yesterday with, uh, this is a screenshot from yesterday's, the NASDAQ up 2.15 and the S&P up 1.6 yesterday, rallying into the close. And the big news of today, yes, the market is up, but Netflix is down 29% as we speak. Look at this. It has fallen after market close, after they reported earnings. We'll get to that. And that was a big topic that we found, uh, that we talked about in today's Money Talks. Uh, let's talk about some, some news headlines that came out. So uh, one thing that I found that was interesting is that Delta Airlines backtracks after calling COVID an ordinary seasonal virus and igniting backlash. Although that was interesting. Um, another thing that I thought was interesting is that there was a U.S. District Judge Catherine Kimball, uh, sorry, Catherine Kimball uh, Mizell in Florida overruled that the CDC uh, mask mandate for air travel and public transit. Um and ruled that it was uh wait hold on just need to pull this maybe this was not the yeah. so this is the article um on monday a federal judge struck down the cdc's mask mandate for planes and transit agencies so that happened on monday but as of yesterday you saw every major airline uh delta alaska united southwest american and JetBlue, basically dropped their own mask mandates and it basically happened like that i thought the 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 speed of at, at which everybody dropped the mask mandate well it's causing a lot of confusion it's causing a lot of uh a lot of like you know uh joy i think it seems like from the articles but also very a lot some fear and confusion uh so i think the reason why we care is like what is delta airlines stock doing delta airlines stock it's up 1.8%. It seems to be, you know, up over the last week, over the last five days, it's up almost 9%. It's interesting. Um, and this is zooming out. And then we can look at S Southwest Airlines. So it's love. I like their ticker, LUV. Um, over the last five days, Southwest has been up 7%. So it's kind of interesting as like business news. Um, the next thing that is on the docket Oh, I think I deleted this. Uh, is the IMF sees global economic slowdown amid the Ukraine war. So this came out yesterday that the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, says it expects global economic growth to slow significantly this year as the repercussions of the war in Ukraine spread worldwide, a setback for many nations already grappling with the COVID-19 pandemic and rising inflation and interest rates. The IMF sees the world's economy expanding 3.6% this year down from 6.1% last year. The new forecast is 0.8% is 0.8% point 
lower than its projection in January and a 1.3 point cut from its October 2021 21 outlook. Um, this is a part of the reason why I think we are insulated here in the United States and where do I, where do I personally want to uh, invest? Well, I want to invest in the U.S. economy, which is more insulated from some of these global GDP hits that the war is, uh, is taking its toll on. Thank you, 125 of you in the chat. Good morning, everyone. Um, seems like some people really like dark mode, Grace. Um, come on, you're waking up in the morning. You don't want light mode. We have light mode for you here. Um, seems like folks, folks do like dark mode quite a bit. The next story that we have is that the Biden administration restores stricter environmental reviews. The Biden administration is restoring stricter environmental standards for approving new pipelines, highways, power plants, and other construction projects, including requiring consideration of how such projects might affect climate change. The changes announced Tuesday, so yesterday, reinstate National Environmental Policy Act measures that had been removed by former President Donald Trump, who said that federal regula regulations were needlessly hindering much-needed infrastructure projects. Under these stricter reviews, federal agencies must take into account the cumulative impacts that a project or a new proposed federal regulation would have in areas such as air and water quality, wildlife habitat, and climate change. The new guidelines widen the scope of environmental reviews beyond direct and indirect effects. So this may just put another, I guess, uh, roadblock between get building new energy or infrastructure projects, um, quarries, mining, stuff like that. So as a business investor, kind of what you might think is if these rules stay in place, it might just be that much harder to open new supply. So if you have existing supply, it's a slightly better barrier to entry. Um, but also it might actually, you know, just be another feather on top of the weight of, of inflation. If you can't kind of build more, um, more resource types of projects quickly. So uh, the revisions will take effect next month. And uh, I mean, no opinion here, right? I think there should, we all would like our environment to be protected in some form or fashion, but also in, in this environment, we want kind of more supply to come on the market generally. So it's just kind of one of those interesting headlines. Uh, let's move on to crypto world. But before we move on to crypto world, let's look at coin market cap, what the market is doing. Bitcoin is uh, rallying a little bit. It's up 2.5% in the last 24 hours and up 5.5% in the last week. And it is hovering at around $42,000 per token, per coin. ETH or Ether is trading at 3130 per token, BNB at 425 XRP at forty or at seventy seven cents, Solana at one one ten, Terra Luna at ninety six, Cardano at ninety six cents, and Avax at seventy nine fifty, Dogecoin at fourteen cents. So, uh, those of us in ROI Club, we we had an exclusive stream yesterday and and dove deeply into Solana. Had our crypto analysts uh, really give the rundown and the thesis there and our opinions. So go check that out if you're a Roic member. And if you're not a Roic member, consider joining it, ROI.club. Moving on, let's talk about the crypto exchange Uniswap getting hit with class action lawsuit alleging wrongdoing. 
developers can embed a Uniswap trading window in any app with one line of code, while a class action lawsuit alleges the exchange prom- the exchange promotes unregistered securities. A class action lawsuit against developers and venture capital backers of decentralized digital assets exchange Uniswap alleges because the protocol allows users to freely list and trade tokens, its creators are responsible for rampant fraud on the exchange, and it needs to be registered as a broker-dealer with FINRA. I mean, it is an exchange, right? Uniswap has offered and sold unregistered securities, the lawsuit claims. The suit names Hayden Adams, Uniswap's creator, as a defendant, along with Universal Navigation, formerly known as Uniswap LLC, that he founded. Other defendants are their investors like Paradigm, Andreessen Horowitz, and Union Square Ventures. These are big hitting uh, venture capital funds. Uh, They're chiefly involved due to their holding equity stakes in the company, obviously. Uh, The suit suit repeatedly conflates the front-end user experience at app.uniswap.org with the Uniswap protocol, which is a set of immutable smart contracts on the Ethereum blockchain, the latter, which neither Adams nor Paradigm nor anyone else has control over, as they are not upgradable, is what allows the unfettered creation of liquidity pools for Ethereum-based tokens. So um, do you think, put in the chat if you think that Uniswap should be regulated as a an exchange under FINRA? And who is regulated if if half of it is decentralized? So... I mean, you basically can connect a wallet and and swap ETH for, uh, let's just call it um, Civic, right? And you can put one ETH for fetching the best price. And it's basically an exchange, right? But you can do it directly from your, your hot wallet, your Meta, MetaMask or Coinbase wallet or s- stuff like that. And you can obviously do that in Binance. You can do that in, in Coinbase. They do it in a DeFi manner. So, I mean, should they be regulated by the government as an exchange? And should they be held accountable for the ability to buy and sell unregistered securities on the exchange? Curious. All righty, let's talk about Australia's crypto ETF market heating up with two more spot funds set to launch. 21 shares in ETF securities will introduce Australia's first spot exchange traded products for Bitcoin and Ether next week. I really like Coindesk's format, just bullet points. Uh, 21 shares, which has 2.5 billion in AUM with 30 global exchange traded products, so ETFs, will launch these funds will be the first in Australia to invest directly in the underlying assets. Cosmos Asset Management ETF invests in the Toronto-based Purpose Bitcoin ETF as opposed to Spot Bitcoin. Both funds will be listed on the CBOE exchange starting April 27th with prices being tracked against the Aussie dollar. The funds will hold Bitcoin and Ether in cold storage with Coinbase as the custodian. Good news for Coinbase, long Coinbase. Roic members know. Uh, the introduction of Coinbase ETFs in Australia prompted crit- criticism in, of U.S. regulators from FANEC Director 
Gaber, I don't know how to say his name, Gaber Gerbox, who labeled the SEC's conservative stance on listing a Bitcoin ETF as a big loss for investors. Yeah, I mean, this is great, great for Australian investors, good for them. And all I got to say is it's a sad, sad day where crypto is invented in the United States, or so we think. We think that Satoshi Nakamoto was American, or at least in America. And we, and most of the protocols, a lot of the protocols are being, you know, proliferated here, right? Yet our own government is getting in the way of innovation. In, like, say what you will about the American system, but the American system is supposed to be geared towards innovation, right? I mean, that's why, like, if you're going to have horrible healthcare system, it's, uh, you know, the, the, one of the only arguments that you hear is, is, well, we promote like the invention of all these drugs, right? Because we give drug companies these, um, these monopolies if they find the right drug, right? So I'm just saying like layered through the U.S. system, we sh traditionally should be pro-innovation. Yet the SEC and I feel like the IRS and all these other financial regulators in the U.S. are actually behind the times here, right? Australia's uh, you know, blessing a spot ETF, Canada, right? You just think about the legalization of uh, securities regarding crypto and, and, and cannabis in Canada. It's ahead of, of the U.S. So as an American, you know, let's get with the times. Let's get some rules in place and, and let people innovate. Next story. Let's talk about how Netflix is crushed. So I'm not going to go super deep, but Netflix is down 32%. Look at this steep chart. Look how bad this is. And this is after, after the one-year view. So from peak to trough as of today, you would have lost 66%. And this is a gigantic company doing supposedly really well with lots of cash flow. And um, it's, you know, it's performance over the last, you know, whatever this is, six months is basically as bad as like Pelotons or any, any other growth stock. And maybe not quite as, let's see, Peloton. Right? Everybody likes to say Peloton has done the worst. So let's, let's do, let's do the math from, from peak to trough. If Google will, yeah, down 82% from peak from November, where it was kind of from November. Okay. So it's done slightly better than Peloton, but it's still not so great because Netflix is, is down. Yeah. 66% since peak and supposedly this was supposed to be fang so you all know I've, I've spoken out against buying netflix i thought it was too expensive i thought they had that growth at peak it it was very um mature as a company with very limited growth avenues even as they try to launch gaming subscriptions etc um it's yeah so that's that's what I've said. So we've avoided this, but I think it's, it's really relevant because Netflix has lost like $40 billion of value. Like that's a whole, that's bigger than mega cap companies. That's so much value lost in the markets. Right. Um, so, uh, let's just kind of go over the story. Where is it? Netflix. Explores a version. Where did this go? I mean, I'm just going to give you, we go in depth in money talks today, but uh, they lost 200,000 subscribers, although 700 
thousand of the loss was from Russia. So kind of net X Russia, they had gained half a million subscribers. But the real thing is that they um, they are forecasting two million for Q2 of loss due to competition. So not only are they maturing as a company and, and kind of fully penetrated total addressable market, now they have all these really uh, they they have to compete with like spot or sorry with Disney Plus with HBO Max with uh, maybe Discovery Plus like all these other services. Not only that, like YouTube TV, linear TV, all this other like free TV through Roku. I mean, even like Fubo, which I hate. So, um, do I think I want to buy Netflix? No. And uh, we talk about Bill Ackman and his his fateful decision to double down and buy over a billion dollars worth of Netflix stock in January of this year. So I'll let you know, I'll I'll let you guess how they did. Another little piece is that uh, Netflix explores a version with ads as subscriber base shrinks. So, you know, they're just trying to find growth avenues. So instead of paywalling all their content, maybe they're gonna become regular TV with ads, right? Furthermore, you have to realize, and I think Marcus in the chat has, has a good point, right? They are lapping COVID comps. So Q1 2021, we talked with Ken here um, this morning. And yeah, like 20, Q1 2021, it seems like ages ago, but that was pretty peak COVID at the time. Um, so I think a good question in the chat as well is when is Netflix a buy? So Netflix, let, let's just take a look at the valuation together. When is Netflix a buy? So at 230 bucks a share, they're trading at like 15 times EV to EBITDA um, and 21 times priced earnings. So I would say like they've probably gotten whacked to fair value, right? They've probably gotten whacked to fair value. 15 times EV to EBITDA in a crappy growth investing market, you know, being in line with Google. But the question is, I, I do think that they have pricing power. So if they can just stabilize subscribers and maybe get people to take out their, um, their, their, uh, take out their own accounts and fight password sharing, then maybe they can keep subscribers flat to slightly growing. I do think that in an inflationary environment, people that use Netflix will probably pay double the price for Netflix. I think so, right? So they do have, maybe not double instantaneously, but they can kind of increase five to 10% per year. And so maybe you get a total of, of uh, low double digits growth going forward, maybe, but that, that's kind of a stretch because do we, we don't know if more subscribers are gonna get whacked off, right? Like meaning maybe people are actually kind of getting sick of Netflix. You know, I was, again, Ken and I were talking earlier. Uh, him and I probably would prefer HBO Max over over Netflix, quite honestly. So um, that's kind of a question you have to answer yourself. But I think low to mid-teens EV to EBITDA would be kind of an interesting thing if you have confidence that they stabilize and continue kind of growing again. And But right now, it's the beginning of the bleed. And you don't want to like catch a falling knife until you have a, a strong view on um, if the bleed will stop and reverse. Going on to the next one, ASML. 
which makes very, very important uh, equipment to make semiconductors, right? Kind of a dominant business behind the scenes of like TSMC, Taiwan Semiconductor, sees rising demand after earnings hit by supply snags. They signaled plans to raise its forecasts later this year as demand for its chip making machines is outstripping supply. In light of the demand and our plans to increase capacity, because everybody wants to build new foundries and build so that they can build more next-gen chips, we expect to revisit our scenarios for 2025 and growth opportunities beyond. CEO Peter Wenick, Wenink, Wenink said, we plan to communicate up updates in the second half of the year. ASML shares were up as much as 8% on Wednesday. They were trading 6.3% stronger as of 11 a.m. local time. So let's just check in on ASML stock. Up 4.5% today and up 7% in the past five days. And if we take a quick look at their valuation together on the terminal... It's a premium company that a lot of people are bullish on. So I would just say we're not going to get this one cheap as trading at about 28 times EVD, but well, high CapEx maybe. So 32 times EV to EBITDA minus CapEx, 35 times price to earnings and expected to grow in the kind of high single digits, low double digits. And they've historically performed in kind of the 20 to 50% return on equity and mid to high teens to maybe low 20 percentage returns on assets. So the question is, can they compound the capital? But you are paying up for it, right? At a 3% free cash flow yield. So uh, it's not my style of investing, but I think for those that want a dominant business, that probably is the, the go-to supplier for um, the chip super cycle. It's an interesting one. Let's go to the next story. Procter & Gamble tops Wall Street estimates as price hikes counteract higher costs. Classic, classic uh, consumer staples company, Procter & Gamble. They can pass on price hikes and productivity savings and basically maintain margins and increase dollar, dollar profits. Net sales rose 7% to $19.4 billion in the quarter, uh, beating expectations of 18.7. Organic revenue climbed 10%, although volume, which strips out the impact of currency and price changes, was up just 3%. So volume, not up too much, but they were able to increase pricing on their products. You know, they have health, they have a healthcare segment with like VIX, uh, ZZZ, Quill, uh, which is, I'm not sure if that's NyQuil, Oral-B, toothbrushes, and Crest toothpaste. It's just like those things that you buy, you'll buy through a pain, you'll buy through uh, a, a recession, you'll kind of buy it. So I think PNG, right? I don't think anybody in this chat is probably owning PNG. PNG, uh, right? ticker PG. But I would imagine this is kind of a stable runaway from uh, scary macro news types of things. But at 20 times EVD, but I think I'd rather own Microsoft. So, or Google. Or some of these other ones, or maybe another business, right? Costco is about um, Costco. Costco, pretty goaded company here, and yeah, Costco trades at okay. Well, I guess you Costco does have a premium, right? So they're trading in kind of that twenty-five times, twenty-four times EVD EBITDA for on a forward basis. 
something in between these two. So that's interesting. Um, going to the next story, Tesla earnings are likely clouded by Shanghai factory shutdown. Something that I should probably clarify that you'll see in Money Talks is that uh, Tesla already released their production numbers. So that's already priced in. So they produced and deliver. They produced three hundred five thousand four hundred seven units and delivered three hundred ten thousand units in the first quarter. But we do want to know how growth revenue was in the quarter and how margins were. So we talked a little bit about that in Money Talks today. So go check that out. Yep. Yep. Go check that out. Uh, what else? Let's check back in on the markets. Ooh, the markets are crashing, I think. Let's see. The NASDAQ is, if you go to the one-day chart, yeah, the market is is tanking a little bit, started up a little bit, and now it's down 0.75%. And the, the S&P is flat now. So we'll have to track this through the rest of the day. I mean, looks like the market is turning negative. You look at the heat map. Let's look at the heat map together. Facebook down 3.66%, Meta platforms. Amazon down 1.5%. I had a good day yesterday. Tesla down 0.8% ahead of earnings. Apple flat, Microsoft point up 0.4, Google up 0.24. Uh, Visa, MasterCard, JP Morgan, Bank of America. So financials up over a percent. Um, healthcare kind of mixed. Yeah, it's still mostly green, but it does look like the indices are um, taking a, a, a close to a 1% loss here at least for the nasdaq so we'll go check that out um so today's news took a little bit longer but i believe that tom and i are planning on going live under unpopular opinions channel later today at 4 p.m market close to go over and live react to the tesla earnings uh robin is asking where do you see tesla going today after earnings well i don't really you know, really go into, uh, especially if I haven't really looked into like credit card spending and all that stuff, uh, like predicting quarterly earnings. But if you put a gun to my head and, and made me choose, I don't know. Uh, do I think it goes up or down? Let's, let's look at the, let's look at the chart. This would be a complete guess, right? Oh, Tesla's turning negative 2.44% today and kind of getting sold off. Hmm. You know, I think that if you put a gun to my head again, this is just a fun guess. I don't, I'm not actually predicting we're long-term investors in Tesla. Uh, if I had to guess, maybe it goes up. Maybe the Tesla stock does poorly today. It's down over 2% today and then goes up because everybody sees how easily Tesla has been able to pass on pricing. As you all know, Tesla has been increasing their price on all their vehicles. Um, I know the, the model that I ordered has gone up more than like 10 or 15% in price in on the base model since I ordered a year ago. And, um, yeah. 
Uh, Investor is saying Tesla reports that 8,000 employees have returned to the Shanghai factory. So hopefully that should be kind of, uh, I mean, it should show that Tesla has been dealing with the supply chain issues better than almost every other type of producer out there. You know, Ammon is saying Giga Berlin is going to be expensive. It's the market's not just Tesla, but I think it'll rally. Yeah, yeah. If if I had to guess, maybe it'll do poorly because the markets are seemingly selling off right now, but go up just a bit. But it doesn't seem. I don't. I don't predict that we're gonna be shocked by any like crazy new announcements here on 4-20-2022. Ammon is saying any comments on the German producer inflation of thirty one percent? I did not see that German inflation. Let's look at the news. The measure, uh, this measure of German inflation just hit its highest level since 1949, which was like World War II. P- their annual PPI top 30%. That doesn't make that. D- uh, so I actually was guessing this while I was pulling this up. The biggest culprit was that energy prices, which rose nearly 84% from the same month last year. So, yes. They're obviously getting hit with the war in Ukraine and their biggest supplier of oil and gas. It's going to take, right? It's going to, that's going to take the biggest toll on them. So there are producers that buy, you know, raw materials and energy to produce goods. Well, where do they get their, their oil and energy and commodities from to produce the goods? Uh, Well, they get it from Russia. So that makes sense that it's like elevated. And again, we, we started this stream out saying why we want to be invested in American, the American uh, economy. Thanks to the over 200 people in the chat. Thank you so much. Don't forget if you, if you miss it on YouTube, you can always access the replay of these uh, through podcasts, Spotify and Apple, Apple podcast. Um, and oh, we're already over the hour. So we will be publishing money talks in the next 15 minutes and really appreciate you all joining us for market open um and thank you for the 100 likes one more like when we get to 100 uh we ran out of time not giving away any money today but we appreciate you so much uh we will be here tomorrow morning and if i can get through the news quicker we'll do more raffles so thank you so much love you all see you tomorrow morning